the bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands Ladies up and shout. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this extra special off-season edition of Bills and Beers. Wow. Feels weird. Yes. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, just the fellas. Cassie Ozark had to take a pass on this evening. She's dining at the Chicago restaurant next. What do we got? Spin Master Cass or something? Spin Master Cass. Uh, that's her gaming handle. Uh, for all you out-of-towners, Next is one of the big up-and-coming restaurants, uh, so presumably she's having the time of her life at her 29-course meal, although I would argue that having just come from the Bird's Nest, which has arguably the best buffalo wings in Chicago, it was us that had the true dining experience tonight. Yes, sir. So joining me tonight to my immediate left, Jammin' Jeff Day. Great to be back. Couldn't be more excited for the season. Couldn't be more excited to be sitting next to you two great-looking gentlemen. Thank you. And our host for the evening, Mr. Billy the Kid Nichols, we're here in his apartment, which is temporarily vacated by the Chinese family who will be back momentarily. <laughs> it feels good to be me, and no, Lars is not joking. <laughs> so it's been a great offseason so far. Uh, a lot of the pundits out there are saying that the Bills are the, quote, winners of the offseason, which, hey, if we're going to start the season on a winning note, uh, might as well be that one. Uh, we don't want to waste a whole lot of your time, so we're just going to go through, talk about some of the moves we've liked best, some of the moves we wish we'd seen, and I guess we'll just take it from there, gentlemen. I'll tell you, one of the earliest off-season moves, which uh, I absolutely love, is the firing of George Edwards and the hiring of Dave Wanstead. All right. And it's almost become uh, an afterthought at this point, because it was so long ago, but... And so much else has happened. So much else has happened, right. Uh, which we'll get to, but I mean, really, it's uh, we've we were all waiting for it to happen, wanting it to happen. One of those things that you could see not happening, you know, you could see another season just because of that's what we're used to. We're used to not getting what we want and not, the the right decisions not being made. Uh, so it feels good to have seen very quick uh, a very quick decision being made. Like you know what. Uh, obviously, they were thinking about yeah. it. They didn't want to rally the team during the season, but it was very deliberate and quick. And you know, they they did it and got it done. And you know, the three four that uh, was kind of a failed experiment. Yeah. But New York Giants, uh, for the second time in as many tries, put out the the blueprint for how to beat the New England Patriots. And as a team who has to play them twice a year, and in many ways has our playoff hopes resting in the balance of the outcome of that game, that's a formula we should be following. And it's a formula that relies on pressure from the front four, uh, which, again, was made a lot better by some other offseason moves. But, uh, Jeff, did you have anything you want to say about the Wanstead situation? No, no. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think when he was brought in several years ago, there was always, uh, you know, uh, um, kind of a thought, at least in the back of minds, that this may be a future role for him to be promoted. You know, it was, in, in a, lot, a lot of ways, it was a demotion for him. To be to have gone from where he was to just being a linebackers coach, right? And so I think, you know, I think when they coach too, right? Yeah, I think yeah, which was always a weird title for a linebackers coach. Think about what's the analogy at a a regular company? You would bring a guy in to be it'd be like the sales manager being the COO, right? Right. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, I mean, I I agree with Bill. I, I I think we all support. The Wanstead move, we're excited to spend a few more games with the Wanstead family at Lincoln Station. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good point. We'll see them out there. Great supporter of the Bills. Do we have names of that family? 
Uh, Bill, do you know? I know. I usually I usually forget names as soon but as. But what I is their Chicago connection, and how many of them are here? Uh, once I used to coach in, I think maybe he's from Chicago or like somebody like right. he yeah. or like he used to coach here. From like he used to coach here for probably like coached here at the same times that his kids were at the age where they didn't want to like sort of like move the family. So even though he moved teams. They probably stay rooted in Chicago. So, I mean, so he has like immediate family, immediate like family. sons and daughters here. Yes. Oh yeah, great supporters of the Bills all throughout last season. Oh heck yeah! Well, I look um, forward to spending some off or not off season, some, you know, some time at the station with them. I think my favorite off season move was um, the re-signing of Stevie Johnson. Okay. And I like it for a couple reasons. One, I thought we resigned him at the right price. You know, I think it's. I think he received a very fair contract for the type of player that he is. I don't yeah. think we overpaid. I think it was a very fair was it, contract. Like Ten to fifteen, sort of like top. Yeah, and when you stack him up versus you know the top thirty wide receivers in the league, he's right about in the middle, which is where exactly where I think about he is. You yeah. know, he's not a top ten wide receiver, but you know he's a number one wide receiver on, on, a, on a team here in the Bills. So I think that was good. I'm um, obviously from a personal standpoint, I think he brings a lot of character and excitement to the Bills. Yeah, he brings media attention. In right. all honesty, yep. which I think is good. He's a fun player to root for. I'm still going to root for his touchdown celebrations. Um, and I think it does a lot to our team in order to not have to try and rebuild that wide receiver position. So or any position for that matter. Yeah. You know, it's. I think a lot of this uh, the, this 10-year, uh, going on 12-year playoff drought, one of the reoccurring themes was letting talent walk. Yeah, yeah. You know, the guys who, you know, Jabari Greer, you know, Nate Clements, you know, like even London Fletcher. You know, yeah. we bring these guys in, they play really well, and then we just don't want to pay them. Sure. And we right. think we can find their replacement in the draft or something like that. And it just never really pans out. And these guys go elsewhere and have great careers. Uh, and and it becomes a numbers game, you know. And that's one of the reasons I, I've loved our drafts of the last two years. You know, take the best players from the best conference in college football, from the SEC. Yep. It's a numbers game. Yep. You are less likely to fail. Yep. And that is why, and it, this is so trite to say, but the signing of Mario Williams, we needed a pass rush. So we went out and got the best pass rusher money can buy. Okay? He may or may not pan out. But there's a lot better chance that he will be a good pass rusher. And we're not, you know, signings in the past like Marcus Stroud, you know, these other, quote, big names, Derek Dockery. You know, these guys like, oh, well, they kind of had a good career. Right. They've been successful largely because of supporting casts. Maybe they'll come to Buffalo and thrive. And those guys don't pan out. Right. With Mario Williams, you're not getting a guy who you're paying for potential. You're paying it's for elite. a body elite. of work. Right. He is the elite. And you know what you're getting when you get him. We paid, he's what, the highest paid defensive player in history? So take yeah. the old Ralph is cheap aphorism, throw it right out the window. But he gives us the best chance to win. And it's great to see these guys do the smart thing. And what's, what the interesting trend has been... So we said you got the guys from the SEC. They love picking up the small college guys yes. and these undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you take the flyer on the guy. You don't draft Xavier Oman. Yeah. Okay? You pick him up as an undrafted free agent. I don't think in a million years this regime would draft a guy like Xavier Oman. They take guys with bodies of work, and I think – the Mario Williams signing is exemplary of that, and I cannot wait to watch him rip Mark Sanchez's head off yes. in week one in the Meadowlands next year. And interestingly enough about that, I don't know if you guys have heard the, the, the Chris Kelsey. Oh, um, the number controversy? Oh, refusing, yeah. refusing to give up the number. You know, Mario Williams seems fine with it. I, I do find it a little bit funny that you know Chris Kelsey, who's... 
I would say, you know, perhaps hands down, been the the most aggravating player to fans over the past couple of years. Yeah. But what is <laughs> something is going on with Chris Kelsey? He is. I didn't, okay. Like how is he on the team, you mean? Well, no, the best example I can give is so I was listening to David Wilde, who's a Rolling Stones critic, talk today, and he's talking about this band called uh, MRBQ or something like that. They're a Boston band. who's uh-huh. huge, and they're loved by all bands, but they never made it big. <laughs> but critics love them. Other bands love mm-hmm. them. Chris Kelsey is consistently voted captain of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. He's doing something right. He's got the respect of his peers. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I'm glad he didn't give up his number. Because, you know what, like, <coughs> he was drafted by the Bills. He's going into his ninth year as a Buffalo Bill. He has been with this franchise through all of the crap. He was there with Malarkey, through Dick Jerron. Like, the guy yeah, deserves to keep his enough. number. Tell you and what. you know what? And I don't think... He's a racist. <laughs> That's the problem. But I don't think a guy like Mario Williams would come in and demand and a number. And, right. yeah. and, I, and, yeah. and I think that would be unprudent of him. That would cause some locker room, you know, tension that we don't really need. And I and I think that, A, I don't think Mario Williams has that kind of personality, which we learned. Because everyone kept saying, oh, he won't go to a place where he can't go out to an expensive night. Well, it turns out, Mario Williams just wants to have a big back porch that he can yeah. shoot deer off of. <laughs> You know, without leaving his living room. I mean, he's a simple guy. We tend to think that everybody who makes millions of dollars wants to ride around in limousines and, and have models on their arms. Turns out they can be simple fellows, too. Dude, so, so one of my favorite things about our team and the organization right now is is Buddy Nix. And you mentioned the SEC thing, and you know, it makes so much sense. You know, Get these guys that you know, not only are you going to hit on them more often, not only do they play against some of the top talent, but... Uh, they also played at these schools where it was such, these huge college towns. I mean, everything thrived on college football. And you get these guys into these, you know, they are the heroes of these towns, right? And you get them into a situation in the NFL where they're in a going from hero to zero. But they see these 73,000 fans that are, like, shouting and, like, you know, absolutely going crazy no matter what. Like, that's how you're going to get some of those yeah. players to play at that level again. But the, one of my favorite things about him is the fact that we finally have transparency <laughs> where mm-hmm. any organization you're in, I don't care, as long as you have the feeling that you know what's going on, right? And, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't lied. He has, no. He has been, he, like, In fact, he's done everything he said he would do. Right. From, like, I mean, basically he came out and said, him and Gailey both came out and said, yeah, we're going to draft a fast scat back in yeah. 2010. They took C.J. Spiller. Same thing with this year. It's like, yeah, we want tackles. Yeah. We want cornerbacks. We want wide receivers. Yeah. That's what there we drafted. Go. Yeah. And it's like, even from a fan standpoint, it's nice. But also, you think of it from a player standpoint, you can more easily get behind somebody and mm-hmm. a system and a team if you don't feel like someone's out to try to get you. Or right? they're playing and, games with you. And they're playing games with you. But, uh, I mean, from it's all, all indications are that that none of that is going on, and, and they're just like, hey, here's how it is. You guys excel, and you they probably have something, some things that they need to do, you know, behind the scenes. But I gotta imagine, um, you know, judging from the way it looks from the outside, that's being run like that way from the inside, and and the players know what they need to do, and either you succeed or you don't. Either you make this team or you don't. Yeah. So I think it's you know I think we'd all agree we're optim- We've done a lot of great things this off season. We're optimistic about the season, obviously. 
Bills and Beers will be back over yeah. the course of the preseason. I'm predicting 19 and 0. <laughs> okay, over the course yeah. of the preseason. 23 and 0 when you uh, count the preseason. Is there anything? Is there anything that you guys feel like you wish we would have done in the offseason? Or is that you're? What are the things that you're disappointed with? Either a move that we made or a move that we didn't make. What is there that? What is there that you are disappointed in? I'm going to come right out and say it. And I actually haven't had a chance to talk to you guys about this yet. Um, I'm glad we didn't because I trust that the front office made the right decision in not doing it. I would have liked to see Vince Young in a Bills uniform because hmm. I think, based on everything we've said about how your laundry is done, thank you. About, you know about how we trust what the I'm front office does. Easy, that's racist. Not all Chinese people run laundromats. Um, you, you know, this place is Taft, by the way. Uh, we keep saying that you know we trust the front office, et cetera, et cetera. I think if they would have signed Vince Young, it would have been after they did their due diligence. He had shown that he's mature enough and he's ready to handle whatever position they were going to give to him. And I think if he has so much upside, it could have worked out. Having said that, because they didn't sign him, I trust that it's because he's not mentally altogether like everybody has always said throughout his career. Right. So whatever. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, and we certainly didn't lose out on anything because we got our quarterback situation So set. why would you... Why would you have liked to have seen him in a Bills uniform? Because he has such tremendous upside, and if our front office trusts in him... You mean just like athletic ability? Athletic so ability, So as a future yeah. starter? Is that what you Or just anything. Well, I mean, backup quarterback right now is the... I mean, if Fitz goes down, it, it, could, be, it could be rough. I mean, it was slim pickings back there. The guy played with broken ribs for the last half mm-hmm. of the season because nobody trusted Tyler Thigpen to take snaps. So... It would have filled a need, but I also think that, yeah, maybe he could have overtaken Fitzpatrick. And I think that if if he was mentally prepared to do that, I think it would have been the right thing. Yeah. Because okay. he certainly has more physical tools than Fitzpatrick has. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, let's see. Things that I wish we would. So, I guess I question uh, the Drayton Florence um, release. Uh but I don't. It's it's not like I'm getting. I'm losing sleep over it. However, I always and I always thought that he did add a lot of value to the team, and even from a leadership standpoint, he was always out there, like um, seemingly hitting hard, and um, he seemed to be like a kind of a core piece to that to the to the defensive backfield. Uh, I imagine that there's something in his contract and the fact that he's a vet, like it was the respectable thing to do is release him very early. I'd, I, uh, I would have liked to have seen him at least like being camp and then, yeah, okay, yeah. and then you release him, but maybe you just don't do that. In, uh, yeah, but it might, that might have been more detrimental to him. To get in. And by the way, has he re-signed with somebody? Uh, not yet. Uh, I heard he was being courted by Denver, is that right? I don't think he's re-signed yet. I don't know. Um, but I guess they also releasing him freed up the cap space that may have allowed for re-signing Freddie Jackson, which I think we can all agree uh, right. is another huge does, move in the does, offseason. Does McKelvin make this team? Well, but what a t- Terrence McGee though, and that's the question: is like why Florence but, and not McGee? Right, because yeah. McGee's the one who's like this quite literally on his last legs. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm with you, Bill. That's what I was going to say as well. You know, my most. The thing I was disappointed and a little bit stunned by was this release of Drayton Florence because and he was going to be he was on pace to make four million dollars in 2012, which is by no means a small figure, but also by no means a, a, a large enough figure that you would remove a player just because of money. Mm-hmm. And in this league where you know like the philosophy seems to be, they, they, you know Nick said it himself, you can never have enough good cornerbacks. 
it did surprise me a little bit that a guy who was our starting cornerback yeah. mm-hmm. for the last several years of the Bills, and who, yeah, admittedly, you know, hasn't has lost a little bit of a step and can't always keep up. You know, he's going to get that one pass, but he's still he's still a decent player in this league. Right. That we would release him, um, and I think especially because of, of McGee's injury. Can, you know, his, his history with injuries, he hasn't played full season in, what, three or four years? No, at least, yeah. McKelvin's inconsistency, Gilmore's status as a rookie and obviously an unknown entity, yeah. was we hope, is a strong asset. Um, and even, um, you know, uh, Aaron, uh, Williams. Aaron, Williams, yeah. Aaron Williams, you know, still kind of an unknown and didn't make it through the last season. So it was shocking to me that we released uh, Florence. Yeah. Again, it's it, it. I I have faith, and my only question was why him and not McGee. I I saw that the cap room that it freed up, and it made a little more sense. But for all the intangibles we're talking about, but it's kind of crowded back there. And Justin Rogers looked pretty sharp for a seventh rounder last year, and you know everybody's calling this Brooks character the steal of the draft. We got him in the fourth round, and then of course our first round pick being a cornerback too. So there's certainly some talent, young talent on this roster ready to be up and coming. So. And, and I, I mean, I think we're all hoping for and, and cautiously optimistic that an, an improved pass rush yeah. will have a dramatic improvement on the performance of the secondary. Absolutely. Right? But that's another, and we'll, you know, just a quick side note, that has become a crowded position. How is it that Mark Kelsey, not Mark, what am I Chris Kelsey. Kelsey. Wow. Chris Kelsey, Sean Merriman, Mark Anderson, Alex Carrington and Mario Williams are all going to play defensive end at the same time. Who's the odd man out? Sure. You know, I think it's I think it I think what will likely happen is Mark Anderson will be brought in primarily as a pass rush specialist. Probably. You know, so I think Chris Kelsey, who has always been fairly solid in a, as a run defender. But what about Merriman? Where does he fit? And in? I think he will he's he's the wild card. Are we gonna put five scenario. guys on the line? Right? Are no. We- but I mean I think I think Merriman's the wild card in this scenario, which is is he healthy? How good is he? Can he make it through preseason? Can he be a factor? And what is does, he like with his hand I mean, in the all dirt? I know, all I know is when Merriman yeah. was in at the yeah. beginning of the season, when Merriman was in the game, I don't care what he did. When yeah. he was in the game, the defense, the defense was, was clicking. Much better. Okay. Yeah. Look, just look at the drop-off and interceptions we had after him and Kyle Williams were injured. Yeah. So I don't know if he says something right yeah. before the play and he just stands there and doesn't do anything, but something different was happening. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, I mean, so the Giants have that four defensive end front that they run, but our two greatest assets on the line are inside and Kyle Williams and Darius. So, like, yeah. w- what are we going to do with all these guys? And, they're, I mean, maybe Carrington's the odd man out. You, know, you hate to see him go because I think everybody thought of him as an intriguing prospect. Well, the fact that we have uh, Dave Wanstead figuring it out and not George Edwards is, <laughs> is promising. <laughs> you know? But isn't like, it great that we're not relying on Alex Carrington to step yes, up? Right, that yes. we can actually say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Good luck to some other team. We don't need you. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like this is the first year in a long time we haven't needed a guy like Alex Carrington. Like, that would be the, the tipping point of our defense. Well, can Alex Carrington get it together? So, no. Well, then I guess the season's a wash. You know? So here's a name. We don't need him. Here's a name for you. Okay. Let me know if you think this guy's going to make the team. Arthur Motes. Yeah, I mean that's another interesting one, right? I, I uh, love Arthur the, Motes. Yeah, and I feel like some, some people have been missing in, the, in our organization, like missing his talent, not u- not utilizing him. But maybe there's something that is he like that bad against the run or something like that's that. That's what I've heard. I've heard that yeah. he's miserable really? against the run. And again, I don't know shit from Shinola when it comes to watching these guys. Yeah, 
you know, so I didn't, but everybody says that, like, I guess, you know, setting the edge, which apparently is a very important component of run defense, uh, he is miserable at. <laughs> so there's that. Gotcha. It'll be a fun, it'll be a fun competition of linebacker. But at least, at least, at least our team is getting to the point where we actually cut a guy like Arthur Motes mm-hmm. versus saying that he's the one who needs to make it happen. Like, right. we're cutting quali- quality people yeah. that, you know, we actually need to question, but the fact of the matter is that, like you know, the greater your quality gets, you know, the more of those, you know, the the decent players that you need to actually cut. Well, let's just pray for no injuries. I mean, seriously, let's yeah. just let's just hope everybody makes it yeah. safe. And let's wrap it up. Who is going to be either your uh, dark horse player this year, or who's going to be the team MVP when it's all said and done? My fave, my my the guy I'm most excited about is Nigel Bradham. <laughs> Out of Florida State. I mean, you watch this guy's YouTube videos. He is a beast, man. And I, I don't, I don't. Something's gonna happen. And he, maybe he only gets you know special teams play. Either way, he could kill somebody. He will on special kill teams. somebody. <laughs> yeah. We will see one hit, and it will just be the most vicious thing you'll ever see. Which we don't often see. We don't see those fans. The fact that I saw that one email after the after the draft saying how how excited I am about the fact that these analysts were saying, you know, we would hear words like vicious. Uh, you know, uh, what else? Yeah. <laughs> Aggressive. Hey, I always, yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, works, uh, you know, it's a bold claim, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I think the player who is going to have a resurgence, who is going to make the Pro Bowl for his second time, is Jarius Bird. Ooh, I think okay. that with a, I think he, you know, he had that incredible rookie year. Yep. He, he still had a fine year last year, but compared to his rookie year, there was... There was some uh, maybe called disappointments, probably the wrong word, but he had you know dry. I think this year with an increased pass rush, with some increased hands in the quarterback's faces, and some wild passes going up in the air, that Jarius Bird will, will bring down seven or eight interceptions and will again make the Pro Bowl. It's going to take flight. Sweet, Jarius Bird's yeah. going to take flight. Yeah. Uh, okay, my pick, uh, and as you're saying this, I'm going to liken this pick to Kyle Williams four years ago. Kyle Williams, when watching this guy play, I was like. He seems to be pretty good. He seems to be doing a lot. Nobody's really talking about this guy, but I'm pretty sure whatever that guy's doing, he's doing it really, really well. Yeah. And we all kind of had this like, oh, well, he's an important fixture of our defense. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he was one of those cut-worthy players back in the day, but he kind of grew into being this, you know, always can rely on him type player. And a guy who's been like that for his first two seasons with the Bills thus far, and I think is now, it's like, and we keep looking around going, this guy is Captain Clutch. Every time the ball is thrown his way, he's either getting a first down or he's, do- he's breaking tackles. He's doing something. He kind of flies under the radar. You guys already know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. David Nelson. I think he may actually be the turning point on our offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've mm-hmm. got so many weapons now with CJ, Freddie, Stevie. we got this fast guy, Graham, now, too. they got to leave somebody open, right? Yeah. And... David Nelson, is there a better way to describe the guy than Captain Clutch? Because he only catches the ball for first downs and touchdowns, I swear to God. Right? And he catches the ball in traffic. He's long as hell. He's not that fast, but he seems to get open. And you talk to any fans of the Florida Gators... They say that's all he did for four years. Yeah. He was just Captain Clutch. He's just the guy that produces. And he's the type of guy that is just so well-suited for this Bills offense, which is, you know, from what you hear about players like Stevie and Fitz, they say it's, it's kind of playground ball. Yeah. You know, they kind of draw it up in the huddle. It's a get-open, you know, type of system. It's a, it doesn't matter how you get there. Just get to the point. <laughs> 
You know, and a guy like Jordy, and that's why Stevie, I think, succeeds in this offense. I think that's one of the reasons that Stevie wanted to stay in Buffalo because yep. he knows that his skill set doesn't work everywhere. Yeah. And I think Jordy is kind of another one of these guys Jordy. where, I, or sorry, Dave and Nelson, yeah. where on paper they don't have all the, you yeah. know, you know, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have what a lot of teams look for. But they just get open and they make it work. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Uh, it's going to be a great season. It's going to be a ton of fun. Like we said, pray for Actually, you know what? Uh, let me, I'm just going to throw this out there because yeah, I'm always yeah. a big fan. One of the things we didn't mention, and this may actually be wild one of my... Card. Well, there's Wildcard, but there's also Roscoe Parrish. Oh, um, R.I.P. You, you shall be missed, little guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of excitement. He just never could stay healthy. Yeah, yeah just, just couldn't put it together. Healthy. But it's going to be a great be, season. He's going to be in jail within a year. Okay, never mind. Let's see about that. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, I'm excited. Uh, like I said, pray for yes. no injuries. Let's make sure everybody gets through OTAs, mini camps, summer camp, preseason, first half of the season, and then we got those four home games to finish out the year, make the run for the playoffs. That's where the money's at, gentlemen. Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Go Bills.